exactly. Cooking with fire. Look at that. All it takes is just a little bit of a tech savvy know how. Know how. Right. <laughs> anyway, so you finally made it to your your humble abode. Yes, I have. Yeah, you had an adventurous day. Uh, it what I you know what I it was adventurous. I did a lot today. Good, good. What did you get into? Did you do work, work today? I did do work. Oh, work today. <laughs> um, one of my team members is leaving, and she was the one who would train me on a lot of stuff. So now, of course, all of her stuff has to get passed off. Mm-hmm. Um. So just getting trained on a lot of the things that she used to do. So we had like an hour training today, but it's always so weird, like watching someone who's so familiar with what they do, like talk about it. Cause you know, it's now like second nature to them while me, I'm just like, what is going on? And so she was training me and another team member and the other team member, her access isn't even set up like her and my access so there's certain tabs that she's clicking on that she's literally never seen before because she doesn't have permission to view those screens yet and so it's just it's rough but I mean I'm confident that we'll get through it as a team um I just know that I'm like personally hard on myself like I see things and unrealistically I'm like okay I should be able to do this tomorrow and I'm like no you can't it she just went through like 78 steps like why do you think you'll be able to do this tomorrow so i'm just trying to rein it back in and be realistic and just be like you have to give yourself time to get this right yeah i think i think sometimes people put too much pressure on themselves to be perfect or to be to be you know looked at a certain way or you know or just just to do it right you know i think sometimes we gotta we gotta go through you know those the learning curve and take those bumps and bruises and learn along the way because usually that's how i find out everything yeah like i was working on something that my team lead showed me yesterday and i started seeing some inconsistencies from what she taught me and what the sop was that i was reading and then it just like it took me down a whole rabbit hole to the point where I didn't get any of the work done because I was analyzing everything and then at one point I was like okay this goes against the it doesn't go against the SOP but it's not mentioned in the SOP just do it and see what happens (laughs) and then if something goes wrong at least you know I have my spreadsheet so I know what I worked on so I can always go back and track it but at some point, it does get to the point where I'm just like, eh, just do it and see what happens. And if it's a mistake, just learn from it. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I'm glad that you're doing work, work, and that you made it home <laughs> safe. <laughs> um, I guess we'll go ahead and introduce the show now. Um, this is episode, whoa, I was doing, I want to say 53. Yes. I don't have see that's bad when when you know and I don't know <laughs> episode fifty three of I don't have a name for this yet podcast and I am your host a one and we are joined again by with, with uh, Jen Walters and uh, we are here and I hope you guys are out there doing okay in the world so first things first and what did I want to start I had something I really want to start with I like all kind of hoes. <laughs> <laughs> 
song go to Selma Sutton dance with no clothes. I'm sorry. I have to do it every time someone says that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's future, right? Uh, young Jock. Young Jock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Done yeah. that. Yeah, that's what they did. I was into that probably sometime last month. This is a good show, though. This is going to be a good show. I'm excited about this one. Um, I guess we'll start with listener mail first. Let me pull up a few things, a few gadgets. Get the... Uh... So first, I would like to give a shout out to Columbia, the country, not the not the city. Oh. Um, the United Kingdom, to whoever's listening in McDonough because they've been showing out a lot. And I finally figured out who has been listening in Columbus, Ohio. I finally Ooh. found out. I just kind of realized who it was, but that person hasn't said anything about listening. But you know who it is, like yeah. someone who you know personally. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that person listens, but I didn't know they were listening that consistently. So I had to start there, and uh, we're off to a great start with the numbers. Last episode is already at like, we ain't gonna say the numbers on here, but they 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 good. Let's just say that. Good. Episode is 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 pretty, it's pretty rocking right now. Like it's a lot, and it's only been like a couple of days, but that's good though. So. One of the first things I sent you one of the uh, the listener mails. Somebody was watching, and that was kind of a conversation we was had. They said, "I said, did that show really end like that?" And I was talking talking to her, and I was like, "Yeah, it really did." And they kind of wanted to know what happened, and I'm gonna talk more about that in the episode. I don't know when. I thought it was gonna be like the the, the sequential one, the next one, but mm-hmm. kind of didn't happen that way. But it's, it's gonna. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about it at some point. So you guys. <laughs> You guys stay tuned and, and stay listening, and you know we'll get there. But uh, but yes, that that really was how that episode ended, and you know, um, that's kind of how that went. Someone, some guy wants to know if you're available. <laughs> yes. Will you hear that, guys? <laughs> so, oh, but if, again, how would that even work? Because they don't know who you supposed are. Supposed to be anonymous, exactly. Yeah, um, some what's the other one? Someone says, let me find it real quick because I got a couple, I didn't get many, but I got enough. And you know what? I take that back, it he can make it work. So, you heard that I'm available, sir. Your move, figure it out. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to put on your sleuth hat to find out who she is, where she is, and how to make this work. But I guess if they write us enough, maybe, maybe y'all could uh <laughs> exchange <laughs> info and go from there. So that might be pretty cool. Um, where's that other one at? Um, someone wants advice. Someone says that uh they have a, that 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 their significant other has a dog, and they don't know how to tell their significant other that the dog has to go because <laughs> they are allergic to to pet dander, to dog dander, I guess. And they wanted to know, because you have a cat, how might that conversation go? I mean, so wait, do they live together? Like They what? do. They, they kind of just moved in from what I'm understanding. And who moved in with who? 
Because you ain't about to come into my home. So like, don't get me wrong. I understand allergies. Like, I don't. I'm I'm blessed not to have any allergies. Um, but I mean, I understand that allergies are a real thing. But if you're moving into somebody's home, and you know what, even if she moved, even if you're sitting, doesn't matter who moved in with who. I'm hoping that you knew that this person had a dog beforehand, before you all moved into one another. So first off, why this conversation wasn't had beforehand, I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. But you're just going to have to have the conversation because at the end of the day, you're the one suffering. You're the one with the allergies. So... so... <laughs> I mean, had the conversation in try and come up with solutions but i mean people get attached to their pets so i don't even really see where or how this can go like you might have to figure out if you can take allergy medication or whatever the conversation is you're gonna have to come with solutions it it just can't be the dog's gotta go like you're gonna have to i'm allergic to the dog but maybe we can I'll try this other allergy medication or maybe the dog will have to be crated more often. The dog can't run around the house all the time. And that's another thing. How old is the dog? If the dog is used to being in this home and having full reign and can go wherever they want, it might be hard to pull it back and to retrain that dog to say, hey, so I'm going to go here, here, and there. But yeah, whatever... Have the conversation sooner than later, because it sounds like you're you're again you have allergies, so you're the one who's going to be suffering. And come with solutions. Like you just can't come and say the dog has to go. The like, dog you has to, to go. Mm-mm. You said the dog just has to go. Uh, well, you don't believe in pets <laughs> anyway. Well, well, you know I kind of have a, I have a pet adjacent. I have Bruno, Bruna, whichever <laughs> one it is, that kind of visits on my patio, but. I don't know. I think I think if you did, I think they would have to fight, figure out some type of compromise. I wouldn't say just get rid of the dog. Maybe the dog can be outside. Maybe it's an outside dog now or something like that. Or I don't know. Or like you said, maybe take medicine. But yeah. Would you want to have to take medicine every day for the rest of your life or for the rest of that relationship just because this person has a fur baby? But were you not aware of that when you started dating the person and decided to move in with them? Like, again, I am very confused as to why this was not a conversation that was previously had. Mm, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to see if they write back and get, get back with us with more, more details about that one. Yes, please. More details, listener, because I, I, I have to figure this out. But, but at least you can start with, uh, hey, X, Y, Z, come, you know, come up with some solutions nothing that's finite you know but talk about it, talk through it but it shouldn't be a bad conversation just just let that person know you got some allergies or whatever mm-hmm. depending on what it is if you're breaking out in hives and all this stuff or you're going to anaphylaxis then i don't, I don't think there's no medicine for that unless you want to take an EpiPen every day or every time you're around that pet but i don't know, just just start with just talking it out and walking through it and go from there uh, where's this other one? Cause it's mixed in with my other email. Let's see. Oh, someone wanted to know how did you find find some of those support groups that you you know the the mentoring groups. Oh, the wonderful world of social media. So, um, 
the first, the career group for women of color, it was on Twitter. It was literally someone had retweeted on Twitter. And I think she was doing a free workshop on salary negotiations. So I attended, uh, of course it was via Zoom. I attended and then at the end, she then introduced, or not at the end, but in the beginning, she introduced her her career club. And then I don't know if you want me to say it because I don't know how with your advertising if or if I can say it um, because promo for people. But uh, I'm sure, why not? I don't really. I don't okay. Really um, it's Career Chasers, Letitia Bird, and she actually has a. Uh, she has. Is that what it is on Instagram? And Twitter? I think so. But um, yeah, she just did a free workshop and then she introduced herself at the beginning, introduced Career Chasers, what she does, and then um, it was, she had just started. Like it, it turned one in April. And so I think I went in like July or June. And so they were just opening up memberships. Like they did their inaugural memberships in April, then they closed them. Then um, they opened that, them back up either June or July of last year. And then that's when I got in. And then from there, again, a lot of stuff is what you make it. From there, I um, I found women in my field. And again, there are men in there too, but I found people in my field. And then they started introducing me. Um, I got introduced to a professional organization that is geared towards women of color in project management. And then that's how I found my one-on-one career coach who I have my relationship with. So um, really you just, the it, social media, it really has everything. But um, Career Chasers is a good jumping off point. Um, women of project management is the one that is for women of color and project management. So um, check out those two. And um, yeah, if you go into career chasers there's people in so many different fields and you can figure out plenty from there okay well that's some good information and we got one more this is from jason h and they live somewhere in the atlanta area they i kind of took this person up on this idea it's something i had been thinking about i just didn't know how i should do it but do you ever heard of that uh I listen to this podcast called Stuff You Should Know. I have not heard of that. And it's kind of a nerdy podcast. It's, oh, well, how, it's like, how, no, is that how stuff works? No, I think it's Stuff You Should Know. It's Stuff You Should Know. Okay. But I know they partnered up with How Stuff Works. But anyway, they have like where they kind of like re-release episodes. It's called, S. Uh, yeah, it is Stuff You Should Know because it's S-Y- K selects or whatever and it's like you know whatever but they'll they'll re-air an episode just so you can kind of revisit again because they have like thousands of episodes so I kind of oh, okay. wanted to you know repost some of the older episodes and kind of like brand it they were just basically saying that you should re-air some of your some of your your episodes that are near and dear to you and I kind of did that last night like repost them reshare them or whatever and I kind of came up with a hashtag for it I don't know if I'm gonna stick with it but maybe but I, I appreciate that, you know, that input because sometimes people miss those episodes and like, yeah, they can always go back and just kind of like scroll down and look. But like when you have a lot of episodes and we we have we have a lot, but we don't have a lot compared to people who've been doing it consistently because, you know, that's, you know, like for a while, you know, and 
Some people have like thousands. Some people have hundreds. Some people have whatever. And, you know, so sometimes it can be a bit much to scroll down. But, like, I guess and I guess that also gets, to, you know, to showcase what's near and dear to you. So, I guess, you know, I posted a couple of the ones that I felt like, well, at least one that I felt like was 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 good for me. Like, I think that was my best episode. Okay. And that's a really good idea because even when I knew we were going to talk about Bruno Mars, like trying to find the original Bruno Mars episode, I was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and so oh maybe when Insecure comes back, you can repost, repost some, some of, of the really good Insecure ones. Yeah, and like that way people can kind of keep up with the conversation from there and go, you know, be able to, you know, to kind of oh okay he did say that he, you know he was a supporter of I don't forgot the guy name Jalen Rose. Uh, that's oh what I've been gosh, calling. Th- Derek Rose. Oh Derek Rose. I mean, uh, what yes. was the, what was his name in there? I don't show. know. Like at this point, I refer to him as Derrick Rose because of you. He do look like Derrick Rose, though. He does. He does. I'm gonna figure out his name though. But that's it for listener mail. And thanks, guys, for writing in. We appreciate. It. I know we haven't read them in a while, but I'm gonna get back to some of the older ones that I had gotten a while ago. Oh yeah, one more, one more. Somebody said, "When did you first start podcasting?" And I first started podcasting in 2015. Believe it or not. And the first episode was uh, actually a video. It was a conversation with my brother's friend and his then girlfriend at the time. And it was a 45-minute conversation, and it was pretty good. But I, at that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do because podcast is still relatively a new thing six years later. It's still a relatively new thing that people are still trying to figure out. Some people are getting into it for the money. Some people are getting into it for, like, whatever clout or, or whatever notoriety can get. But I got into this because I knew that, people one, people like talking to me. I like talking to people. I like picking people's brains. I like being able to just kind of like figure people out and give different perspectives to things because everyone looks at things. Well, I ain't going to say everyone, but a lot of people look at things one-sided. So that's why I started, and that's how I got started. So just coming up with a concept, like whether I wanted to be video, because initially it was going to be a show, like a video show, like where like a daily blog or, or like a weekly blog and just kind of go through the podcast that way. But I kind of said hey maybe people will be a little bit because what i noticed with her was that she was a bit nervous she didn't want to like really talk too much about her situation or whatever and the guy that i started the show with he was in the show and he's not really a big big talker but sometimes you kind of talking about personal stuff people may not want to divulge those things so i was like hey let's make it anonymous and let's kind of go from there but that's how long I've been podcasting and that's how I got started. So hopefully that answers your question and we'll probably revisit that again. And who knows, maybe later on I put that, that episode out, just the audio of it, or maybe, you know, something like that. And then we'll go from there. But let's see, where are we going to go next? Uh, story time. How, how was Mother's Day for you? Oh my gosh. Uh did I do anything? I couldn't have. Like what 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 the heck was I gonna do? No, I think I was just home all day. Um told people happy Mother's Day. Um, oh no. I <laughs> my friends made fun of me because I I love spam. Like the meat? Yeah, the canned meat. And then like spam. grind up cats or something like that. It's not cats, but I mean, there's questionable <laughs> stuff in it. Like if you read a spam can, it's, 
it's rough, but I grew up eating Spam and I love it. And so my friends were getting on me and I was just like, they were like, do they sell Spam at your store? So basically I work for a international supermarket and they're like, do they sell Spam at your store? And I was like, doubtful because um what it is we definitely try and stay away from things with heavy preservatives and stuff like that but i did go to one of my stores and i looked and no the only canned meats we have are like tuna clams oysters um lump crab meat stuff like that um and then i don't know what it was i had to get back home and do something and so i was just like i'm not gonna go to like a regular regular store where I know they have spam. So um I went on a quest I went on a small quest for spam. Um I bought myself flowers. That's one thing that I was like I wanted to start doing because I I like flowers and I don't have anyone to buy them for me at the current moment. And I'm just like, watch this stop me from buying flowers for myself. So they had tulips on sale for Mother's Day. So I bought myself some tulips. Um I cleaned the house, did some laundry um, I did, I did some studying. Oh, and my mom video called me. So that was, um, That's exciting. Good. I, yeah, I haven't seen her face since my birthday. Actually, that's the last time she video called me. So, um, but yeah, that was really it. How about you? Well, this is where story time comes in. And okay. before we get into into this episode a little deep, I want to give people a disclaimer that this may be triggering and alarming for some people, but I, I have to I have to I want to just, you know, prepare you for what what's what's coming. So, my mom lives in Jacksonville, so we were planning to go visit her, you know, at some point. Or whatever so it's, it's kind of different when your parents don't live or you can't see them as often as you want but long story short i happened to find out that my youngest sister okay I, i'm gonna just start from here i was laying in bed found out that uh my mom called me i was just like what's going on like she called me i was just like because i called her early before you know when i first woke up like nah she wanted to check on the boys because i had my nephews here and uh she, you know, we talked on the phone for a little bit. Then we got off, and I went out here and made breakfast for the boys and played the game, did did six year old stuff or whatever. So she called me back around like two thirty or whatever, and I knew I had to drop the boys off around two thirty, three o'clock to my brother. So I went met my brother. And he told me that that mama tell you that Kia tried to kill herself. Well, what she sent, she was threatening to kill herself, and that, so this episode is gonna be about mental health, guys. So just just bear with me. Um, so basically what happened, I don't know if I told you, we went to like the gun range, like May 1st or whatever. And we shot all the bullets out of our AR and my brother's Glock. Well, so there's mm-hmm. no bullets in it. We shot like 300 bullets. There's no bullets in there. There's no clip. The, there's a gun lock on there. Not like a gun lock for the trigger guard, but like there's a, uh, a bolt lock, I should say for people who, you know, no guns or whatever. And, um, so we knew that there was nothing in there. And uh, she basically likes to date people. And then when she finds out, and I don't know if they do these things to her because she uh, she likes girls. 
And I don't know if she does these things because she's pretending to be a boy and then they find out that she's not. I don't know. Long story short, they broke up with her. She sent the picture to the the young lady that she was involved with and, you know, was talking about she was going to shoot herself with it. Mind you, it has no clip in there. There's no bullets in there at all. There's not one bullet in the house that you can find and use. And it's a bolt lock on there because that's what they do when you run out. And if there's no bullets in there, it's not going to. You know, it'll load back. It'll like the bolt. The bolt will go forward, but it won't. It'll just once you pull the trigger, it'll just lock back up again. So she sent it to my mom. I mean, she sent it to her, and the girl sent it to my mom. And so I think that's when my mom called me or got off the phone with me around like two. And mm-hmm. um, she was saying that it's called the. Uh, I gotta blank that out. Twenty four twenty nine. Take a picture of that. But she was saying that. Uh, that she had called the police and told them that she had a gun and all these different things. And we're just trying to figure out, like, like why would she do something like that, especially when they're shooting up, you know, black people um, left and right. And, like, that could have been yeah. bad because it's, it's an assault, it's an AR-15. So they might not think to look and see, and see if it's, you know, it's a loaded gun. If, if you're pointing it at them, they may just start shooting because it's, it's, an, it's an AR. Like, right. It's 16 inch barrel Like it's as long as my arm Pretty much So anyway She says that But I think she does that when she, Usually when she has an episode like this Is usually when she doesn't get what she wants So she's feeling rejected or whatever And uh, they kind of, it's kind of alarming Because like she's 23 And we kind of feel like we're going to have to like Deal with this for the rest of our lives Like that's not something that I would have ever imagined Because growing up we didn't hear people Doing stuff like that Like you saw it on a movie right. You know Kurt Cobain Stuff like that But that's it So it's pretty alarming to see that That she would kind of you know Go through that And my mom said she called her back A few minutes later And she was acting fine But we don't really know Like is she doing it for attention Or is she doing it for whatever because yeah. she told my mom that the police did come by. My mom did call them and kind of explain the situation, let her know what was going on, just so you know, so she wouldn't get hurt. But that's, but keep in mind, this is Mother's Day, so you yeah. have to deal with this, and it's supposed to be about you. Now it's about something else. So she said the police did come. They picked her up and they dropped her off at a homeless shelter and wow. told her that they didn't have gas. I don't believe that they're not going to drop her off at a homeless shelter because they don't have gas. So we don't really know the truth of that, but that all goes back to the situation that I'm going to talk about at some point on here is how she ended up getting me in a little bit of trouble because she does stuff like that. Like she, I don't know why, but I know sometime last month she was laying on the railroad track. Somebody, she wanted the train to run over her and things like that. And it's kind of alarming. Like, I don't think she's going to do it, but you just never really know because what, what happens when somebody reaches their point where they're filled up? Right. And, you know, like sometimes like most people do, you know, kill themselves when it comes over like either like love and relationships or like insurmountable stress or they getting ready to go to jail or they got a guilty conscience. Like a lot of times it's 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 those things. But number one is like relationships. So we keep trying to tell her to like kind of stop necessarily looking for love in the wrong places and learn to love yourself first. But it's she really does like have a disorder and you know it it can be dangerous the order she gets like we thought it might get better but Mm -hmm. it could just make her more dangerous like we just don't know like she doesn't do her i think they call it like her adls if you was like in like a 
like a place with a, like a mental health center. They call it like your, I think it's like, it's, I forgot what A stands for, but it's like daily oh, assessment uh, for daily living or something like that. Oh my gosh, I heard my mom say it. But I, yeah, I, think I can't it's your think assessment for day, like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, yeah. combing your hair, those basic things, and like she won't do those. Is things. it activities of daily life? Something like that. It's something like yeah, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, so some, a lot of times she won't do those things. Like she'll work long enough just to kind of like get something that she wants, and then she'll find a reason to quit her job. But that's something that we're probably gonna have to be dealing with. So that's kind of how we spent Mother's Day for us. So, if anyone out there has any, you know, history dealing with someone that's like bipolar, schizophrenic, or manic disorders, write in, let us know. And um, but for I know you never know, you may be a listener out there. Like, find someone to talk to, get help somewhere. And I'm not really sure what exactly to say, but mental health is important and it matters. Like, cause you just never know. Like, you're not you're not worthless and you know like it kind of makes me want to be more of a mental health advocate because of her you know like it, it's always something that's personal that people kind of like get like behind and make them an advocate of because it's usually something near and dear to them and you know yeah so it just had me thinking a lot like i know when i was at work monday i was playing like some music and i got one song that's probably gonna be a sleeper song, not a sleeper song, but song of the week that I'll probably play just kind of to help bring awareness or, you know, something like that. But like those type of things are serious and you gotta like really pay attention to people and just kind of just notice. And that like like this, like this the episode I reposted, check up on your strong friends. Um, yeah. That's real, cause you just never know what somebody's going through. We don't know what she's going through. We don't know how she's feeling. But you just never know what your friend who smiles in your face every day and just tells you that they're they're fine, how they're really doing. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of scary. So we're gonna try to, I guess, be a little bit more hands on with her. And like now that my situation is kind of like taken care of with her for the most part, I can probably still help. But I'm definitely going to be more careful this time for sure. With dealing with her. Yeah. So it's it's. It's pretty weird, and I don't I don't know what my mom's going to do because she has to she has to have like a heart surgery coming up pretty soon. So I don't know if that freaks her out. I don't know if that makes her heart race. So it's just like those type of things we're trying to be conscious and aware because you just never know what's going to trigger my mom. And then right. you know, so it's like those type of things. I don't want her to have to constantly worry about that. Yeah. So it's, it's 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 a little it's a little rough, but I think we're gonna figure it out like as a family and um go from there. That that was a lot, and well, one I'm happy that your sister did not go through with any of that. Um, and it's interesting because I was actually I've gone on like this true crime binge on Netflix and Hulu. And um, I finished, shoot, what is it called? It's on Netflix. It's about the Hotel Cecil. Okay, Cecil. you know, there was somebody, I think Lupe and Royce was talking about that. Like, is that like the murder hotel or something like that? Yeah, so it's like, it's been the site of a lot of murders, robberies, um, suicides, Richard Ramirez, the 
serial killer called Dean the Night Stalker stayed there. Um, and then the most recent, or I won't say the most recent, but the most recent, very notable case was the death of Elisa Lamb. She was um, a 21-year-old um, Chinese-Canadian student who came to California to travel, and she was, was she bipolar? Yeah, she was bipolar, and um, she was found in the water tank on top of the hotel. And I remember when it happened, and I remember hearing about it, but I never really followed the case all the way through. So I thought that there was foul play, or my understanding that there was foul play, and it was kind of just like unsolved. So watching the whole thing, and when it comes to, and so spoiler alert for anyone, if you all want to watch it, I'm sorry, um, skip past this. Mm. Uh, wait, do you want to watch it? Because uh, I don't want to. I might. I don't know. Like sometimes, like the true crime or like the murder and all these things, they kind of kind of get I ain't gonna say they kind of scam but I don't necessarily know what that's doing to my mind because lately I've been listening to the uh the tall is it Grinstead case yes me and my friend were just talking about that too oh like, my gosh somebody, so I'm up just listening to it and I was like dang and that somebody said something on one of them show I think it was on the Wayne Williams um um episode that, that the, the, the guy did one? yeah and it just kind of made me think but but go ahead so I, I might check it out i don't know but we'll see but um basically the conclusion was that she was off of her medication and she truly did climb into the tank herself and so it was an unfortunate accidental death and so many people were saying that and it was like a small piece of information that was super super important that really gave credence to that theory but a lot of people were saying that the LAP the LAPD was trying to cover it up it was an employee who did it the hotel manager was trying to help cover it up and all this other stuff and um towards the end they talk about she was actually acting very erratically for the time she um the hotel kind of has it's not a traditional hotel it has some extended stay tenants it's on skid it's on skid row in los angeles and so it's like a 56 block radius that is known for homelessness like and not in la like in the world known for homelessness and so you have some people who are recent we released from mental institutions recently released from prison and you can get cheap weekly rates there. Like some people it's literally like alternative, they call it like alternative housing. Like you can have someone who's a sex offender. So then they don't want someone to know where they're living. So then they just go and pay weekly, you know, pretty cheap weekly rates at this hotel. I think they quoted like some, one tenant was paying $400 a month to live there. And for the hotel portion, they have some that are like hostel-like rooms where you have multiple people in a room and you may not know all of the people and then you all have mm -hmm. shared bathrooms and you have some private rooms. So she started out in a shared room and she was apparently like leaving notes on the other girls' beds and the girls were complaining about her erratic behavior and so they moved her to a solo room and she apparently went to a television show 
for a live taping and she wrote a letter to the host of the show and she was demanding that they give the letter to the host and they felt this was a security issue so they escorted her out of the studio and then apparently she was also um she was in the lobby of the hotel and she was i think she said they said that she screamed she was crazy but this is la so like what does it matter and they found her in a part of the hotel where no one else i mean not no one else sorry that it was an employee only portion of the hotel and then of course there's the video of her in the elevator which is the last known footage of her alive which was like really weird and creepy and a lot of people the the Hello? all that she oh. said at one point like there were some times where they're calling the cops three times a day like this stuff is not strange like they told the story of Richard Ramirez would go and kill him, come back, and in the back alley behind the hotel, he would take off his bloody clothes, and he would walk barefoot up the steps to his room on the 14th floor in his blood-soaked underwear, and no one batted an eye, because there was just that much... Everyone else had their own problems in the hotel. Nobody cares that a bloody man is walking through the hotel. So it's like, how bad do you let a place get to where you're so desensitized to people crying out for help like that and the manager maybe she should have been like you know who are your parents can we call someone because the parents did a filed suit against them um a wrongful death suit saying that the the latch should have been locked so she shouldn't have been able to get into the water tank Mm -hmm. and it's just like i look back on some of my experiences um, working at a hotel and there are maybe like one or two where it was like you know what maybe that person was going through something and maybe it could have been handled differently and maybe I could have had some more compassion in how I handled it and it's just like where it really made me stop and think and she um, she was she used Tumblr a lot and her, her Tumblr is still up to this day. And so they have within the docuseries um, voiceovers with some of her posts. And she said some really just simple but hard-hitting stuff about herself and her plight with her, with, with her um, illness. And she was just like, tell people you love them and tell people that they matter. And one thing for me is I really want people to get away from telling people they matter because you love them. Telling people they matter because they're your sister, they're your mother, or you're someone's cousin. You're something to someone. They're they're a person, and that's literally it. They exist. They're here, and that's why they matter. They could mean nothing to no one. They could have no friends, no family, whatever. They exist. They deserve to be here. And that's it. And that's why they matter. And it was just, it was, it really made me think about, you know, I think defund the police, it has gotten a bad name because people just want to take it and be like, oh, we don't want to give the money, any money to the police. No, we want to rearrange how funds are distributed because cops complain about being called to mental health situations anyways, because they're like, we don't know, we're not, we don't know how to deal with this okay well then why don't we funnel some of the money that we give you all 
for to to have tanks and things you all don't need defunding the police is funneling some of that money to the professionals who can't excuse me who can handle these mental health situations so you're not getting three and four calls a day because the general manager said she didn't even know if she called the police if they would show up because again they are so used to all of this all of these things happening on Skid Row and in this hotel, they're like, who, who the fuck cares? And yeah. so I just feel like it was really, really a good argument to become more compassionate to one another and to, to do something about how we handle people in these situations because it's, there are so many things that are outside of their control and it's really not them being malicious, being nasty. It's not them trying to ruin anybody's day but there has to be a way that we can better handle mental health issues there has to be and i hope that things like that things like this podcast people being vocal really becomes a real catalyst for change for it because it's needed it is and you know people people have ignored and said that it's demons it's spears it's whatever but i really do think people have have like issues going on and like people people don't really recognize the signs or how or how your words could hurt somebody and like i know that because i've said some mean things to people and even just being a kid calling people out their names or talking about their hair or how tall they was how short you know like just kids kids can be mean you know so you just never really know like what someone's going through and like for them to be in a hotel like that like somebody like i know if i was in i probably would have stopped somebody and just kind of and kind of just asked you just never know how much hey hey how are you doing like how's your day going a conversation can change the situation for real and like sometimes that's all people need and sometimes that's all people want it's just some type of interaction to be seen to be heard to be to be visible you know and like yes. you know like the person that you said her name was mariah lamb at least Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb. And, you know, like, my sister aren't the only ones kind of dealing with these things. It's other people. And it's it's people who you deem are normal. And you just won't necessarily know the signs until you start paying attention. You may just think they have an attitude. Like, you may just think that they're just being weird, for lack of a better term. Or because you don't, or lack of understanding. And then, you know, then something happens. You're like, oh, I wish I would have done more. So this is something yeah. that, you know, people should get behind and, you know, kind of stand up for more. Absolutely. So, but it's pretty interesting to see. And I know, I know my mom said she don't think that she would actually kill herself by herself, but she feels like she would put herself in a position to where someone else could do it. Like she said, she told me that, uh that she don't think she could do it because she's not strong enough to do it, but she would probably like, she said it, but it will be with a gun. So, like, maybe, you know, maybe Mother Day she was trying to get shot by the police so she could go or, you know, something like that, you know. But it's always, it's, it's, there's always a lot going on with her. But we just keep trying to, you know, just let her know that she matters. Like, I haven't really talked to her in a while because of said situation. Not on here, but, mm -hmm. you know. So it's but it's only so much you can do because it is frustrating. You just don't really know why she's acting out or why she's doing these things, and you know it's just kind of tough. So if if you're if you're a listener and you know somebody like that and you're kind of like on the receiving end of some of that, you know, hopefully this helps you. Um, Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. You okay? You went out for a second. 
yeah, hopefully that kind of helps you navigate some things um, on your end. I need to turn this because it's going to keep buzzing. But yeah, but hopefully that can help people do that. And um, what else she said? Uh, but I, I just, I just, like I said, I, I just wonder like how that makes my mom feel knowing that one day you may get a call. That's a, that's a horrible call for a parent to have to get that your child is no longer here. Yeah. So that's something that's just been kind of, that's something that's just kind of been, been on my mind lately. So, um, what else? I Wait, so when, so when she got dropped off at the homeless shelter, where did they, who got her? Like, how did she get back? My brother went and picked her up from wherever she was at. I'm not, I haven't really talked to them about that since then. Um, okay. Cause I've been trying to scramble and get like some, some business stuff together and just, you know, just trying to like plan some things. My mind has been kind of not really on that because I know okay. she's safe, but she's back with my brother. He went and got her or whatever. But okay. I'm not sure, Good. you know, like if she was really there. Because I don't understand why they said a homeless shelter instead of taking to a mental facility. So Again, they don't know how to deal with any of it. And they don't want to deal with any of it. So stop. Again, we, we don't want you all to deal with it either. We're tired of you all mistreating and shooting people who really don't mean you any harm and who actually might be more harm to themselves than they are to you. Yeah. So let us, let us help you uh, alleviate this, this burden from you and let us again, create task force, create, create whatever needs to be created to handle these mental health calls that cops should have no business answering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to laugh. Somebody sent me something crazy, but um, no, you're fine. But I think they do. I think a lot, a lot of calls that people get are just mental health, you know, crisis that maybe have or episodes that may be going on at the time, and they just kind of misread and and don't really know because I've seen her do some of those same things where she walks back and forth aggressively, you know, feeling, but she's not gonna do anything. She just ten minutes later she's gonna be alright. She's gonna be wanting to laugh and be your friend. But that's just kind of how she is. And, you know, it just growing up, we we kind of always like, yeah, something, you know, we she just seemed normal to me. But as she got older, we just started noticing that her behaviors were a little bit different. And it was always a different exaggerated like lie or story that went along with it. But I do know my mom says one thing was for sure because <laughs> they made the news and I need to go look up that article and just kind of see if I can find a news clip. But. Somehow she ended up being tied up in a house in a basement. Mm. Well, not in a basement, but an abandoned house or something like that. But she was tied up in a bathtub about four or five years, probably like five or six years ago, uh, maybe even seven years ago. But I didn't really believe it because up until that point, we knew that's just what she did. She just made up stories. They may be partial truths or whatever, but we just never really know. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna go look that up, but I guess, but now looking back on it, like maybe she was kind of, you know, exaggerating, and you know, that probably did happen. I'm saying, like, no, that really did happen. That was true, that was true. But I think how she got there may have just been because she was seeking something, and we don't necessarily know what. But based on what she has been doing, I feel like she was just going to meet up with somebody, and it, and it, you know. Maybe they were trying to rob her and she ain't had nothing on her. 
Mm. So you just never really know. But back, back then, she would have been like 16, 17, 18 at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she didn't want to go stay with her dad for a while because she had started getting like out of control, like just wider. We didn't really know what to do, but she wanted to go stay with her dad. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to find out more about that clip and we can revisit. But that's something that I think much of going to be a reoccurring thing because we always got to check on people. And like checking on people should be normal. Absolutely. But um, let's see. I guess we can segue from that. But that did make me think of a song that I haven't heard in a long time. And I think it's a really good song. And maybe somebody need to hear it. Maybe someone's never heard it. It might make you cry. It usually make me cry. But it's it's definitely a good song, though. And I know. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, because I have, actually have two songs I'm going to play. But I'm going to talk about that a little later. But he has a song kind of dealing with anxiety and I, but that's not what I'm going to play because that would be too much <laughs> but I think it's a good but it's by Joel Ortiz I think I think he's from where you're from right I don't even know who this is I think he's from Brooklyn and you're from Dykeman so that's two different places my bad can we not <laughs> don't start oh you definitely told me about this guy before <laughs> oh man but yeah I'll I play I'll play those two songs a little later but let's segue to so I got listener mail, mental health, story time, listener mail. Oh. Uh, what was it? I don't know. I'm about to come back to it. But I guess right okay. now we can touch on. Oh, what? Well, oh, news alert. The J. Cole album is coming out tomorrow. Are you still excited about it? I am still excited about it. Do you um, think it's really coming? I, there's a whole track listing circulating. Like, there has to be. And then he did the little, what was it? It was like that little 12-minute documentary well, thing. Savage. Yeah. Like, it has to be. Man, it better be, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wake up and looking for something to download in the morning. I'm amazed that you said wake up. I thought you would have stayed up for it. Oh, no, I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm telling you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I definitely would like to to see what he's been working on and see how he's going to be, be coming at it and just just going from there. Um, it was something I wanted to talk about from that last week, but I don't necessarily know what it was. Uh, but since you did see the... Uh, I guess it's like a teaser trailer. I guess. Yeah. Like, 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 what did you think? So, on, I was working while I was trying to do it, and so um, I didn't really pay a hundred percent attention to it. But there is something that I did have to point out, and I argued with my friends with. Um, he talked about like before he had a family that you know he felt like he had to be in the studio you know, 16, 18, 20 hours to be productive. Like his, he lived there. And then I forget who he said he was talking to, but it was someone else Pharrell. who has a family. Pharrell, thank you. And he has a family and he had questioned him about, you know, like, how do you deal with this? And he was like, you had to have a schedule. And so he said, so I built a studio in my house. And I was like, but my nigga, that's not a schedule. There's a building a studio in your house. So instead of you being, and my friends were like, oh, well, instead of him having to drive an hour each way to go to the studio, 
now he he's just like oh well I'm just downstairs in the studio and I was like I understand that but that's still not a schedule you still he didn't touch on scheduling time with his family which bothered me I don't you know all because oh well I'm in the house that doesn't mean anything if you're still in the house locked in the studio you're not spending time with your wife your child do we know if daughter son do we know I don't think they've ever shown I don't think they've ever even said but yeah like if you're not spending time with your child like you didn't you talked about Pharrell told you about scheduling you just made you just changed the proximity you just changed location you didn't say that you now schedule seven hours in your home studio and then you spend three hours with your family that's I feel like it was apples and oranges and I feel like it was kind of like a sorry excuse because I'm just like like you're not following the directions you're not understanding the assignment (laughs) all because you're in your house doing work doesn't mean that's not a schedule that doesn't mean that you are interacting or spending time with your family I'm not saying that he doesn't maybe he does but how he answered that question or how he asked Pharrell a direct question Pharrell said I have a schedule and he just went on to say I put a studio in my house and so that bothered me well I will say this I think he did say that he did, I want to say that he said he did come up with like something where he would only work, but since that, I think he was saying that because the studio was there, he could still do his work for whatever set amount of time he has, but he doesn't feel that same pressure to get up and do something every, you know, like he was saying he woke up, he felt like he had to write this before he went to go do this, or he had to go do this, you know, finish a verse or write a couple lines before he did it. Like now he probably, from what it sounded like, I'm gonna have to watch it again, but from what he sounded like was that like since the studio was here in his home, he can just go upstairs when he's done and he can have instead of sitting in traffic for an hour, taking more time away and being tired. Once he can once he set his let's say he's gonna be in for four hours, he's done, he can go right upstairs to his family. I think that's might be what he might have been trying to get at. But that's the thing. He never said, I'm giving myself a time limit to be in the studio for four hours. He just said the studio is in the house. He's just like, oh, he said, oh, if something happens, they know that I'm right there. And I'm just like, but it's not just about knowing that you're right there and you don't have to drive. If something happens, you don't have to drive an hour to come to your family. You could just run upstairs. But no, your family still wants to see you. Yeah, you got to be present. I agree with that. And I think and that, so that was up something else, too. But go ahead. No, I was going to say that was just that bot. But yeah, like I said, I was working and it's like 12 minutes. I'll definitely, I have to stay up because I definitely haven't packed for my trip tomorrow. So I, I'll, I'll watch it again tonight. Mm. Where, where, where are you headed again? I know, Chicago. but for the listeners. I'm going to Chicago. So if you're looking for Jen Walters, she'll be in your town. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in your town talking crap about you pizza oh man oh oh yeah there you go if you don't know she's a native new yorker she's from dykeman and um (laughs) (laughs) oh man but you know chicago i guess chicago and new york has like a a pizza rivalry i'm assuming yeah okay and i'm not gonna lie when i did go to new york and i'm not even a pizza person like that the pizza was damn pretty good, pretty damn good, yeah, and I ate it majority of the time. I was like, I just want pizza. Like it, it was just something about it. 
But Damn, you all heard it here first, people. Yeah, and they was on Chicago Deep Dish. I don't think I've ever had it. I thought Deep Dish was Pizza Hut. So please don't uh, murder me, guys. <laughs> but I did when they say Deep Dish or Pan. You know, it was deep to me, you know. The pizza, the first pizza I can remember having was Pizza Hut. And you know, we had school pizza, which was rectangle and flat. So that wasn't deep. But Pizza Hut, I don't know. But I'm going to have to have a, a Chicago deep dish. And then I'm going to have to compare. But I also heard who has good pizza is, I guess, Michigan or Detroit. They said they got pretty good pizza. It's similar to Chicago's deep dish. And I guess there's a rivalry between those two, too, for the deep dish. I know that Detroit has their own style, and then Pizza Hut a while ago was selling a Detroit style pizza, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and it's like something Chicago deep dish pizza. The sauce is on the top, so when I saw this pizza and it was right on top, I was like, what is going on? This is and then, pasta, <laughs> right? I was like, huh? What's happening? Where's the cheese? And I know well from what Pizza Hut was touting as Detroit style pizza. That was, they did have sauce on top, but it wasn't like the whole thing was covered. It was just like a line of sauce on mm. top. But again, that's Pizza Hut's rendition. I do not, I, that probably isn't even authentic Detroit style. I don't know, but that's something I haven't tried. I've never been to Michigan. Um, yeah, maybe I'll go there one day. I can't, I don't know anyone from there, but who who knows? Interesting. Well, while you're doing that in Chicago, I hope you have fun. I was about to say something. I forgot what I was going to say, though. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, for my trip back from Miami, I ended up not getting a spirit ticket because I waited too long. And That's it actually got expensive. And um, I actually got a flight back on American, which works out better for me because now I'm actually flying out of Miami. If I did Spirit, I would I would have had to flown out of Fort Lauderdale, so I would have had to take that drive. And then I would have had to, like Spirit, you have to pay for a carry-on or pay to check in your bag, but the carry-on is more expensive, so I was going to pay to check my bag instead, but now that I'm on American, I can take my personal item and my carry-on for free. So now I don't have to worry about waiting for luggage, I don't have to worry about anyone losing my luggage, so... I think it's worked out for the better. Okay, so so the question I was gonna ask is who, who are you? Who are you flying to to Chicago with? Like what airline? Chicago is Delta both ways. Delta, okay. I'm about to say somebody said that if you flying with Spirit, they're gonna make you pay for the wing. They're like, you can fly, but you gotta pay for that other wing if you want to fly. So it's like it's just, and again, that's how the ticket prices are low because you just you have to pay for every other thing that you want to add on if you want wheels when you land (laughs) you gotta pay for it if you want that other wing you gotta pay for it you can fly one wing plane to wherever but if you want that other wing you gotta pay for it is that is that how it works yep that's how it works seat belts pay for it (laughs) you want a life jacket in case it gets a little rough you gotta pay for it (laughs) That's crazy, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see how it go on. I'm kind of scared. Maybe I'll take like a quick thirty minute flight, but that's a lot. That's a lot of. That's long enough for for me. So I don't know. Um, it was something else I wanted to get to. I think it was two posts. I actually wanted to start the show with this, but 
I got to do better with, with, with remembering how I want to start. But I saw something that says eight hard truths about life I wish I knew earlier. And I'm going to paraphrase someone because I don't really like the sentiments that it, that it says. But one, it says everyone you love is going to die. It's kind of harsh. Uh. Two, we give our lives meaning. If you feel like it's meaningless, that's your fault. I didn't like the that's your fault part. But I get what they're trying to say. Um, the perfect partner does not exist. Concentrate on finding someone who has a lot of qualities you like and the same values and build a fantastic relationship. I agree with that. I'm with that. Um, four, life is a game. Find the games that you want to play, learn the rules, and find a way to be successful at the games you selected. Okay, I can feel that one. Um, everything ends, youth, love, life, all in, and that's what makes you make, makes them valuable to you. And I, I like that one too because it's the truth because sometimes we can get a bit vain with trying to be young or trying to keep our skin healthy or keep our body this way or whatever it is, but we got to just appreciate what we have. And, you know, I guess that's what makes life valuable or whatever aspect of life valuable to to us, I guess. And then it says, be romantic about the little things. I definitely think the, the little things outweigh the big things. To me, it's always the the little things you do, like getting the roses, picking, you know, her favorite perfume or his favorite cologne or whatever. Those things matter a lot. Just knowing that this is what this is what this person likes or trying to be memorable. Like, hey, this person may not remember what you did on this day, this time last year, but you do, and you make a thing of it. That might be, you know, they might get you a few brownie points. It may be a little romantic for you. Um, be a realist about the big things. Life isn't a movie. You need a plan. <laughs> and having <laughs> artist ambition, but an engineer's mindset. And I agree with it. Like, shit ain't going to happen overnight. You know, so that's a good thing to to do and you definitely need to have a plan you like at least some form of plan. it can be a two-point plan but have a plan you just can't go out there and say hey i'm gonna just just fly by the seat of my damn pants and eight it says figure out a way or don't <laughs> it says figure out a way or don't complain and um. yeah and like i said the language in that is a little different that, that could have been worded a little way if, it, if, if it's to motivate but maybe they're trying to motivate a certain type of person but, very true but which one stood out the most to you? Um, the the one about not having a plan. Wait, was it not having a plan? Yeah. Engineering things. Yeah. Be a realist about the I, big things. Life isn't a movie. You need a you need to have a plan and have an artist's ambition, but an engineer's mindset. Yes, like that. I think a lot of people fall victim to that, especially in this this age of social media and technology, people show you their successes. People show you their wins. People don't show you the 10 years it took them to get there. Yep. Like that's not glamorous. Who cares about that? And so I just think that a lot of people don't, they think that lightning is just going to strike and they're going to catch it in a bottle and they're going to be the next big thing. And that's not, Unfortunately, that's just, it's not how it works. But I mean, that's when you build discipline and you build work ethic and, um, you know, that God will bless you with opportunities, but you still have to be prepared to receive them. You still have to do the work. Faith without works is nothing. So that, that really sticks out to me because people have fantastic ideas, but sometimes they don't take the time to execute them properly. 
and you know you don't there there has to be a middle ground because nothing is ever going to be perfect and I know I talked about this a little when it comes to me and wanting to have my own consulting business and I feel like I will continuously talk myself out of it because I don't think that I'm ready and so you do have to you have to plan but at some point you have to start executing and so that that stood out to me because you can you can have all the creativity you can have all the secret sauce in the world but if you don't know how to execute things it's never going to take off it's never going to translate properly unless you are fortunate enough to have people who can do that stuff around you and um as someone who has had time to work in the realm of more creative things I do realize that for some big time creators they do have that ability that one job that I had where I was working for a creative person and it was really my job to be their right hand and left hand and handle anything that took any type of common sense because that's they had a big budget company behind them who was like, yeah, we'll, we'll hire someone who does all the common sense stuff for you. You just create. Everyone doesn't have that luxury. The majority of people on this planet don't have that luxury. So you're going to have to learn to balance and plan before you, before the wonderful, grandiose movie to use the wording of the thing. Um, happens yeah that's 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 true i the what stuck out the most to me was everything ends and you know mm-hmm. just to me it just make it just made me feel like we should appreciate the things we have while we have them because like you're not gonna be young forever you're not gonna live forever you're not gonna be popular forever or even if you look on the flip side you're not gonna be broke forever you're not gonna be feeling bad forever like a lot of these things in and we have to learn to you know appreciate where we are in life and what we have while you know while it's here and while it's there and um that brings me i know something you said earlier made me think about a conversation i had with this guy today like i've i've known him i've been acquainted with him about about five years and um and like the more like I think over the last two years, two or three years, I've gotten to know him more and more over the over time because we've had to work more and more together. And uh, we were just kind of talking about he has uh, two kids, and um, you know, I, I we were just talking. He just seemed, you know, like he's trying to do a lot, like his heart's in the right places. You know, he's trying to do the right thing for his family. But it made me think about a conversation I had a while back with somebody, and he was just just kind of talking about like what what's it like for him being a dad, and um. And uh, he was just saying, like, there's a lot of things that he wish he could do. And he said, I have to try to, like, figure out if I'm doing the right thing. Like, am I sacrificing the right thing? Like, am I missing the recital to try to provide a better life for you? You know, he was he was just weighing those things. And, you know, we was just kind of talking about how, how grateful he was to, you know, for his kids to be happy and healthy and to, you know, to have those moments and how he just kind of balanced it out. But it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, just just life. And I thought that was a pretty good conversation for me and him to have. And like, like I told him I want to get him on the show, but if like he before you know, I was like, this is exactly what we would talk about on the podcast. He was like, really? And I was just like, yeah, it's just recorded conversations, <laughs> just just trying to get new perspectives on it. And you know, 
But he said a lot of things. I could tell that that's something that, that bothers him, like not having enough time. And like I told him, I don't ever want to be the kind of parent that says daddy can't make it. Like I said that before. Actually, it's in one of my Wake Up Now videos. I used to always use that a part of my spills. Like, you know, that's why, like, right now I'm trying to, like, get my the business end of this podcast or, or like, my business that I'm starting together. So one day I don't have to work for anybody. I can, you know, determine my own schedule and I can do whatever I want and I can include whoever I want and I can keep my family together and everybody can do things and I don't ever have to, like, miss anything. Like, will it happen? I don't know, but am I going to try for it? Yes. So for the past couple of days, that's kind of why I don't really, that's, you know, like I was saying, I haven't really like checked back in on that situation with my family because I've been trying to, you know, get all of that together because, you know, it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of legal terms. It's a lot of this. You want to make sure you get it right. So I've been trying to like keep that together. But just, just having that conversation with him today made me feel a bit more motivated about what I'm doing and that it has a purpose. Like, yeah, I'm sacrificing an hour. I'm sacrificing two hours or whatever it is. But in the long run, I feel like it's going to be the vehicle that opens up so many doors for me and those around me. Like, like I tell people, like, if I win, everybody win. Friends, family, even my enemies, we all win if I win because that's the kind of person I am. So... Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm trying to get those things together and, um, you know, like even get a PPP loan and do the right thing with it, not buy a Lamborghini, but try to upgrade (laughs) the show. Because I was like, people have been doing it. I've been wondering, like, I was like, this dude ain't had a job in like forever. How in the hell or or what is she doing? They've been taking a lot of trips lately, but a lot of people getting those PPP loans and getting it taken away. But I want to do the right thing with mine and try to establish some business credit before it's too late. Because the things, like I said, the things that I'm learning now or we're learning now, we I wish we would have learned a little earlier in life and we could have had a head start. But even if I don't get that head start, those who come after me can use what the platform I've built to have a head start for them and theirs. That's a good mindset to have. And to get, like, you see? Plan. Yeah, you got to have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have a plan. Just don't go out here and be like Spirit and have to buy the wheels or build the wheels in the air. No, you need to have them wheels before you land. <laughs> so, you know, um, but it was a good conversation. And I don't know if he was like, I don't know if he got emotional about it. And I wasn't trying to. We just, he just happened to ask me a question. And uh, we were just talking. I was like, but I know that's something that's on his mind, like trying to be there the most for the people he love. And, you know, that's just kind of is. That's just kind of how it is. And um, it just got me to thinking today, like just, but I'm gonna try to get him on here. But I like, 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 I know what it's like, like for men, like if you're working a lot, trying to provide a life for your family and you don't have any help, not saying that he doesn't, like that can take a tone because now you're working two or three jobs or you're working extended. Like he told me he didn't get home till like 12 o'clock the other night. And I was just thinking, so what like, time did he leave? Oh, oh. Uh, like 5.30. Sheesh. And he was with me for eight hours yesterday, pretty much. And I know he had to run from from our 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 healthcare facility to another healthcare facility to another healthcare facility. And keep in mind, we don't have gas, or at the time we didn't have gas, so he was worried about that. It's, it's just a lot, but you can tell that I could I could just sense it on him like that. Whatever we were talking about, just kind of, you know, really, really, you know, really made him feel away. Like just just wanting to be a good dad and being there, and that's. That's kind of a fear that I have is, I don't know if I said on the last show, but that's one of the fears I have is not being a good parent. Like when that time comes and, you know, 
just just how my kids are gonna look at me when you know when it's you know I guess just when when it's that time and I uh yeah you know because like, like I know my mom my mom raised us by herself and she couldn't be at every event or everything because she was busy busting her behind for the three of us so it just it's just something that just kind of get me to thinking mortality and that always kind of in my mind somewhere and that I mean, it should be. It it's a it's an unhappy truth, but yeah, it should be. It is nothing forever. And that's why I don't understand people who weaponize their kids and keep their you know keep you know keep them from them or do things to kind of hinder a healthy relationship. Like I don't understand right. stuff like that, and you know. Um, it's just, and you know, it's always easy to point the finger at the other party and, and make somebody out to be the villain, but you just never really know. But I don't, I don't ever want to have to have my kids not be proud of me or, you know, like they, I may be weird. I may em- be embarrassing and be goofy with my kids or whatever, but I don't want them to ever be like, hey, I wish I had another dad <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, you know, like that. You kind of goofy or whatever. Like you may tell all my business and embarrassment. Hey, man, remember that one time you got bit in the butt by a snake <laughs> or something like that? You know, but I think that'll make for a good memory, a good moment. So yeah. you know, things like but I'll, that's that's something that I be thinking about. Like just that, just that. But hopefully, I can get him on here. You kind of hear, but I definitely want to get that guy's podcast together. But the thing is. That if you're being gone all day, you've been away from your 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 significant other, your kids, or whatever. Like, do you have time for a podcast? Like, it's kind of hard. Yeah. And I don't want to take time away from your family, so it's kind of hard to get the guys. It's always easier to get the women to do the podcast, but it's harder for the guys. Oh, but you have women on here who have children too. So true true but usually it's not the dudes complaining about you've been gone all day you need to you want to go talk to your friends on a microphone on a podcast cast pod or whatever <laughs> you know it's, it's usually the other way around so and i and i understand why they can't because they're like to happy wife happy life you know like you know jane gonna be mad if i get on this podcast and i've been out all day and they ain't gave her no time what time are you doing it Usually right before the kids going to bed or dinner time, so it's it's kind of like it's kind of hard to navigate. You know, it's easy for the women to do it because like maybe they've been at home and now it's daddy turn to be with the kids or whatever, or the kids are sleeping or whatever it is, or they don't happen to have the kids. But it's always harder, from what I found, to get the guys to be able to participate, unless it's like Sounds a weekend like- thing. Mm. Sounds like the guys can use some of Pharrell's advice and they schedule. Yeah, I think, you know, and I also think that, that people need their own time to do things. You know, like like the last podcast I did with all guys, it was at a poker game. They have like a poker game once a month, and that was the time where they all got to be free. I don't know what they did with the other 30 or 31 days of the month or 29 days of the month. Um but they that was their one weekend to do guy shit and the rest of it was just you know and it's kind of a balance 
But, you know, like I said, maybe one day this will be my occupation. Because right now, I, I think I told you, I don't know if I told Well, I did talk about it on the show, but I ain't going to put too much about it. But there is somebody who's looking to partner with the show so we can kind of get some funds going. And that's, like I said, it's not about the funds now because I like to kind of keep what we have going. But there, there are things that may come down the pipeline soon. And like the last three or four episodes have been doing record-breaking numbers. So I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that people are reaching out now because I have the, 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 the fan base to support it. Like it's there. Correct. So I don't know, but we're going to figure it out though. Get this PPP loan and, and go from now. I, I don't even want to lie. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be greedy. They said, uh, I think people get like a hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, I don't even want that. Oh my much. gosh! Yeah, and people doing fraud with it. So, I like, I don't even want that much. Like, I I just need to do some stuff that upgrade my platform. That's it. It's amazing because I was arguing with unemployment for three weeks of unemployment, and to hear that people are getting a hundred thousand dollar PPP, yeah. I mean PPP loans, it's wild. Yeah, and that's if it's you have really no employees. Wild. They're giving out more than that too. Oh my god! But yeah, you do have to fight and argue for for some things. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna figure it out though. There is something that you posted that I want to talk about. <laughs> what do y'all know what it is? Is it something about? Is it does it have to do with men's business, building tables and houses and whatnot? No, not that. Oh, <laughs> not that. <laughs> not I that. What is it? I don't know. It says hit it with the whirly, whirly, dirly seven thousand because, and you put. Oh gosh. Basically, it's a picture of this chick proposing to this guy. It looked like pregnant. A pregnant chick pregnant proposing to this guy. Pregnant at that people. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on that? I rather sweep. They're on a beach, and I rather <laughs> sweep all the sand on that oh, beach man. and collect all that ocean water in a laundry basket before I would ever. No, sir. Why is Not that? I. Why wouldn't? No. You? No. Why would I do that? You might love him. And he doesn't love me back <laughs> to propose to me. Maybe, maybe he's still trying to figure it out. Look, as for me in my house, there are some gender roles and societal roles that I conform to. And the man proposing to me is one of them. And it's not changing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not going to wait around for forever for you to propose either. So, yeah, don't think that, oh, well, she, I know she'll never propose to me so she could just be my perpetual girlfriend. I will not. I will leave, too. No, man, <laughs> you'll pack it up. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, and again, realistically, I'm not looking to get proposed to in six months, a year, you know. But I'm not about to be these men girlfriends for 18 years absolutely not no who was it what relationship did Drake allegedly break up and they had been engaged for 8 years if you're engaged for 8 years Drake wasn't the problem that was the straw that broke the camel's back but he wasn't the problem I know that much interesting I didn't um, I, I, I don't think I ever knew about that 
it was something it was on Twitter recently and people started talking about it. And then I think that first someone had asked like how long would you you know, how long ideally do you want to be engaged? And I had answered the question and that is part I think that is part of what brought the twenty three year old to try and to to shoot his shot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Where are you?" Are? So, oh, so that's is that is that is that uh, <laughs> what what's going on with that? If that if it's okay to uh, um, just I I'll keep it short. Um, he for he actually had a really good question. So, met on Twitter, where I guess everybody meets now, and. It was we had like two mutual followers and um we just he DM'd me, we started talking. I really didn't think anything about it. Um and he had asked me what was my dream date. And I was like, that's actually a really good question. And I was like, I gotta think about it. And so like this was Sunday actually. So like I went to my store and I was legitimately thinking about it. And I realized that I couldn't pick just one. There were a couple things that I was like, oh, that'd be a dream date. That'd be really good. Um, and so I told him, I was like, I can't pick just one. And then I started typing out one of the scenarios. And the one that I started typing out was, I want us to fly back to New York. And it, this is very, very specific. I, hit I wanted us to fly. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and hit Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller the lighting Center. Of the Christmas tree. Well, where is and that at exactly? In Manhattan. Okay, okay. And so watch the lighting of the Christmas tree. Go ice skating. Go look at the window, the holiday window displays on Fifth Avenue. That was something that I always loved doing as a little girl. Um, and then go someplace like really, really nice to eat for dinner. Like that was like, I, that was one of my scenarios. And that's the one that I started typing out to him. And before I could even finish typing, he was like, well, tell me one of them and let's do it. And I was like, oh, he's shooting his shot for real. He's just not asking questions. And so at that point is when I asked him how old he was. Cause I'm like, oh no, if you're really trying to take me out, then there are some things that we need to get settled. Because again, before, I was just having a regular, regular conversation. It wasn't nothing to me. And then he said his age. And then I was immediately like, can this boy afford any of what I was just typing? Oh, man. <laughs> like, and there's a possibility that he can. Maybe he can. Yeah, he might have know. a PPP loan. You never know. Hey, there we go. <laughs> but again, if you do, I want all the plausible deniability. Do not admit that to me, sir, because I'm not going to jail. Oh, I know man. that much. So... I was like, yeah, and he when he told me that, I was like, sir, I'm grown. Like you grow, but I'm grown. I'm on it. <laughs> like I just really was like, can my immediate question was, can he afford me? And I didn't say that to him, and I was just I told him that I generally look for a different age range, and then he asked me how old I was. I told him 33, and. He talks about maturity being relative, which it can, which it definitely is. Like there are plenty of men my age and older who, while they may have money, they may not be mature or 
they may be mature, but they still don't have money. So, I mean, I do realize that all of that is relative. But again, probability is someone who is older is going to be able to afford me, as I said, and be more mature. So, ah. I really don't know. My friends encourage it. Um, my friends are like, girl, just have your hot girl summer. See where it goes. Like, don't, you don't know. do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no hot girl summers. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. He did. He asked me, at, like, I don't know what he, like, he really, he, he's tried again. And he's, he asked me out on what, Tuesday? And I was like, okay, I, like I, he was like, I, I really want to take you out. And I was, I said that I would try. I agree. Really? So, yeah. All right. Look at that. For the love of Jen. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. <laughs> That's going to be pretty interesting. But you never know. You might surprise her. You never know. But that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. That was pretty interesting because uh, it all is relative. He 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 did have a point with that. He did have a point with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I've dealt with men older than me who couldn't get it together. So were who they, knows? Were they uh, wearing like uh, white Air Force Ones to the all-white party? No, not at that level. But you know what? I think... Well, I don't think he'd be that bad, but my ex, like, at one point, he was like, he he wanted me to help him with with dressing up more. Or not dressing up more, but just, like, being able to to do it if and when the time called. Okay, that's not, I think a lot of guys kind of, like, get, get help from women when it comes to dressing like that, because... Y'all know what y'all want to see us in. And if you like it and the women like it, we're probably going to wear it. Like, even if we don't like it. I mean, that's fine. I did have another guy who I dated. And I remember we went to the mall together and he wanted me to help him shop. And it just wasn't enjoyable for me because he didn't want to buy anything. Like, he had the money, but he just didn't want to buy it. Like, he couldn't. He just didn't want to spend this much money on a shirt on a pair of jeans and I was like I'm over like I really got very very agitated because I was just like <laughs> I I can't like you can't bring me out here and we just leave with nothing because you don't want to spend any money like mm-hmm. you knew where we were going like you picked this this place to go to so what what is going on so yeah it's it can be it can be a fun experience to try and to to help in that way, but again, if you make something hard, then it takes a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. I can agree with you on that. It was something else related to that that I wanted to ask. I gotta stop doing that, <laughs> but I do because I be having so many thoughts and I, and I jot them down, and sometimes they don't they don't stay where I jotted them, and that's kind of annoying. Um. You got gas? Oh my gosh. Yes. And so you know the old Monday. So I generally do not let my tank go be 
below half a tank. Monday, I went to the airport to help pick up a friend. And uh, her fiance was actually driving my car. And he was like, why do you not have gas? And I was like, I said I was going to get gas before. I was supposed to get gas before I left my house. So I was going to work in the morning. My lunch break was going to be me driving to their apartment. I ended up getting a last minute meeting on my calendar that pushed everything back. Cause it was right when I was going to take lunch. Cause again, so my, off, my office is on CST. I'm on EST. So everything that they send me, I don't think that I don't, I really feel that they're not cognizant that I'm an hour ahead. So all the time when they send me things at 11, I'm like, I am literally going to lunch. Mm-hmm. And so they sent me something for 11. So it was right when I was planning to go, didn't, didn't get a chance to leave when I wanted to leave. The call lasted longer than the time we had originally lauded for. And then by the time everything happened, I was like, okay, I need to hurry up and get to the apartment so I can be there on time so we can get to the airport on time. So I didn't get to get gas beforehand. Then when I was driving back, I had something to do at home that evening by a certain time. And so I was like, I did the dreaded, I will get gas in the morning. And I, I should have learned a long time ago to never do that. Cause it's always something you're late to work the next morning. You can't get gas, you know? So, and so I should have just gotten it that night. Didn't wake up the next morning. Everyone is talking about the colonial pipeline hack and there's no gas. And so I'm like, what the hell? So I leave, I get gas. So lit, my gas light is on. Like I have 23 miles left. And so I am trying to, get to a gas station. Well, at first I was, I was going about it the wrong way. I was trying to get to a preferred gas station of mine. I get there, no gas. So now I'm like trying to go to any gas station in the surrounding area. No gas, no gas, no gas, no gas. Finally, I get to a gas station. They have gas. Um, my car premium is recommended. I get away with mid grade, but it was still, so expensive. I was so upset. And I was like, I'm just going to buy a Tesla at this point. Like, I hey, was that pissed. That's something I want to talk about, too. And I had thought about it before and I actually asked this guy I was dating, like, what would be the downsides of it? And he was like, if there was ever an EMP. And I was like, what is that? And he, like, explained it to me. And I was like, oh. And I was like, what's the likelihood of that happening? Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> there have been plenty of gas shortages. But no EMPs in my day yet, so Tesla really might be the way for me to go. But I'm a little pissed off because I am about to pay off my car loan. I was supposed to have another year on it, but I'm now with um, with my new job. I'm just about to pay it off. I have the means to do it, and so I just want to get rid of it yeah, you can't and go live without a car note. Yeah, you that's... can, but still. Well, yeah, you can. Oh, I, le- I learned why when you pay off a loan, your credit score decreases. Oh, yeah. That's the worst part about it. That sucks. And I think that's stupid. It's, it actually makes when it makes sense, but I still think it's stupid. So, like, credit cards are, or do you know why? I do know why. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. Wait, should we explain it for the listeners? Or yeah, we can, don't know we can I don't tell know. them because everybody might not know. <laughs> 
do you want to do it? Oh, do, well, do I do it? Basically, <laughs> we can we both can attack it, I guess. But basically, when you when you pay off a car, it's no longer reporting as active payments on your. Uh, on your let's say you get a car note for six years that means for six years and if you pay on time it's going to report that you're paid this amount this day on time for six years and once you pay your car off that account then becomes closed and then that affects your account your credit history negatively and plus you don't get that those payment here's and payment histories make up about 30 percent or 40 if i think it's 30 or 40 percent of your total credit score, 35 of your yeah. uh of your credit score makeup and so if you don't have that reporting and you now don't have that uh that that account on your thing anymore and let's say you've had it for six years it it also decreases your average length of credit is the average of the credit history because it's no longer on there anymore it's not actively yeah. reported and those things can bring down your score more than it helps but i th and i think that it makes sense for the rules that they have set but i think that's stupid when you're supposed to be encouraging people to pay their shit off so they can get a high school but when they pay the shit off they get affected negatively and i think that's just kind of crazy to me especially if you want people to pay their bills because if that's the case i'll just get a car and just hide it and you'll never fucking find it and i'll have to pay for it <laughs> and like well, I thought, wait, because I thought your credit history was an average. So let's say that you, and so, hell, so listeners, you all might have to check one of us because I learned something different. You have, so let's say you had your car note and a credit card. You had the credit card for 12 years. You had the car note for six. So then 12 plus six is 18, but then you have to divide that by two because it's the average. It's eight. Yeah. But then if you close the credit card, if you close, not the credit card, if you then close out your car loan, that takes away the six and you only have one. So then it's just 12. Yep. So it actually, so your credit history would be longer. That's what I learned. But then it also takes away from your, it can affect your total um, utilization. So let's say you have, yep. and all the credit cards that you have and all the loans, let's say you have, $30,000 of credit available to you. And the optimal amount is 30%. 30 percent of your total credit that you're utilizing. So then 30%, wait, oh gosh. So what is that? $3,000 is 30%? Mm, yeah. My calculator broke. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. Um, wait, divide it. Bye. Sorry, $9,000. That still doesn't seem right. Let's see. Yo, why can't I do math? I think it's times 0 0.30. It's not. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, $9,000 is 30% of your overall credit utilization. So you want to be using 9% or less of all the credit that you have. So let's say you're right at that 9%, that $9,000 mark, but then you pay off your car note how, or your car loan. Let's say your car note, your car loan was $10,000. So now the total available credit to you is 20,000. It's no longer 30,000, but you still have that other 9,000 in debt that you have, like let's say racked up on credit cards. Now you're almost at 50% credit utilization. So that's another reason 
why yeah. it goes down. Because when you close out, a lo- and this only goes for like loans, because I remember the first time I said it, I said people were paying off their student loans and now um, and now their credit score goes down because those that's not revolving credit. Revolving yeah. credit is like your credit cards. You have a consistent limit and then you can use some, pay it off, use some, pay it off. But when you close out a loan, like that's the end of it. And so that's why paying off loans will affect your credit like that, but not paying off credit card. But paying off credit cards doesn't affect your credit like that. Yeah, and it's good to have a good uh, good credit mix. That's another term they like to use, but they make the rules to benefit them in the end. And I think that's why people don't know. And so, and, you know, and sometimes it may not affect your credit, but if it does, that those could be some of the reasons why. And you yeah. know, the longer your, let's say, you'd rather have a twelve-year for your average length of credit history versus having a three-year because then it shows that you're either new or that you're not as trustworthy. So you, so when, so when something that you've had on there for like years goes off, it does change that number for you, and it does kind of, it does help your debt to credit ratio something because now you don't have that debt, but then it also hurts you because it's no longer on your account as a closed account. And it's not active, so it's not reporting anything. So it's not really helping you anymore like it should. But the trick to that is they want you to get another car loan. Trade that one in or, you know, so now you reactivate that loan halfway through or at the end. And so now that still keeps running on your report. That's that's I think that's what they want you to do. Yep. I mean, they they want you to be in debt one way yeah, or another like they definitely do but that's also why they say don't close credit cards because if you close the credit card and then of course that will take away from your credit history so when you pay stuff off if you need to cut it up put it in the freezer do whatever you got to do don't use it but keep it open so you still have all the good stuff and that chunk of credit however much it is you still have it and so that raises your total amount of credit available to you definitely and and another thing is credit cards make company i mean money off of you by your interest so if you're looking for so let's say you're paying your credit card off every time entirely they're not making money from you the people who get the credit limits are the ones who do have a little bit of a balance like and they like to see you stretch your limit. Like let's just say you got a ten thousand dollar credit limit, but you only put five hundred dollars on there. They'll probably decrease it because you're not using. It. It's like well, you don't, you don't even use the money that we have, and you want an extension, or you're not even using this. Let me take some of that money back into my pocket, versus just letting it be out there with you willy nilly and you not really spending. So they reward spending, and they reward getting interest because that's how they make their money besides every time you swipe your card that they, they get a merchant fee for that but they get their real money off of the interest yeah and that but was some, money matters well, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> some will try and entice you so like i had a credit card that i had for years it was the first credit card i ever had paid it off and it was just sitting there and then i was just minding my business and i got an email and they were like zero percent apr for all new purchases from now until April 2022. So what they want to happen is that I max it out. And then when April 22, 2022 comes along, I can't, I can't pay it all off. Mm-hmm. And so now they start getting the interest. So sometimes they will try and entice you first 
and give you either 0% APR or, um, or raise your credit limit to get you to use to it. Spend it more, but then yep. of course there's always going to be a caveat to it because no credit card is going to be 0% APR for forever because that just makes no sense. Because then they again, can't. they won't be making money. Yep. So the hope is that you get to that point where that promo is over and you still have a balance. But something that I learned um, at the end of the year, I have a friend, she will call and she will, she will say to them, or if they call her and change her credit limit or she sees that they make that change, she will either say, well, I have other credit cards with less APR. So that's why I'm not using this one. And then sometimes that will trigger them to give you a promo. Or you could say another thing that she says is, oh, well, my credit limit isn't high enough, but there are some big ticket items that I'm looking to purchase, but I've had to use other cards because I do not have a high enough limit. And then they'll change the upper limit. And again, the more credit that you have to you, it, again, it gives you more cushion in that 30%. So those oh, yeah. are two things that you can try and do as well. But again, be responsible. Like, don't get yourself swimming in debt because you have more credit or because you don't have APR for a certain period of time. Always have a plan to still be responsible. Absolutely. Definitely. And, like, just buy, like I would tell people, just buy things that you're going to spend money on anyway. Like, I would tell people to put your rent on there, put your bills on there, because no matter what, you have to pay your rent. So you pay it with your credit card, and then you just pay your credit card off. And now guess what you get? You get to show that you're using that card, building a relationship with that bank or that creditor, and you're also um, – getting the cash back on it because if they're doing one percent let's say your rent's 1400 you're getting you're getting 14 dollars back pretty much and that adds up you know if you got like if you just got the card that adds up but you're also establishing a good relationship with your credit card and you're paying that off you're paying that same amount of money you're just paying it to your creditor versus your leasing office or your property manager it's the same amount of money you're paying Georgia Power the same amount of money. It's just they're going to pay it for you, and then you pay them. So it's not like you're losing any money. Just be responsible with it. And, like, yeah, if you want to get, like, a, a big ticket item, let's say you want to buy an iPhone and you want to put that on it and not have to worry about paying it $25 a month on your phone bill, just pay yourself that $25 a month on there or however you can, you can pay it off however you want to. You have to use your credit as a tool for you because credit is pretty much king. Like, I don't care how much money you got, but when you got other people's money plus your money, like, yeah. you're really unstoppable when you think about it. And even if it, you ain't even got to have a lot, it just gives you a bigger cushion to do other things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's my plan. I have a card that I just got this point to be just like my subscriptions card. My, it's going to, my Amazon Prime is going to go on there. My Apple One is going to go on there. My, what do I have? My Stars gonna go on there on there and then i just pay it off every single month and then again it shows that i'm using the card but i'm paying it off but be sure that you it has to hit your statement so don't i think your apple music comes out you said i cut out yeah a little bit but it's cool okay like let's say the first of the month your apple music comes out and then you pay it back the first of the month? No, because then it doesn't hit your statement and it looks like you never used the credit card. Like, yep. figure out when your statement closing date is, let it close, then pay it right after that. Yep. That works. 
And that is the money corner from the <laughs> I Don't Have a Name for This Yet podcast. But uh, I got one more thing before we wrap. I don't know if you saw today whatever the CDC was saying that if you're fully vaccinated, oh, that you can not now not wear your mask, basically. I ain't going for it. Even if I was fully vaccinated, I'm never not going to not wear that mask until I know that this is over because it's not, the vaccine does not keep you, if one, one is not 100%. And it does not keep you from getting the virus again. You can get the virus again. You may not feel Absolutely. feel like shit, but you can get it again. But guess what you can do also? Spread it to someone else. Exactly. And then that just exacerbates the situation again. And so I, I just didn't agree with that. And I can already see people trying to, oh, well, I got my vaccines. Like, we don't know that. You don't know that I didn't either. So I can see people now trying to sneak by and not wear that mask but they they still said it's still up to your local government for them to to do it this is just guidance from the cdc that they're saying that it's okay it's still up to whatever private property your government or whatever for you to still wear the mask i mean to wear it or not so if, if i own a restaurant i say hey you can't come in here without this i still can say that right and i still don't understand why people don't get it because there are no shirt, no shoes, no service sign. Yeah. So, like, there, it's we have always have mandates for what the hell you should be wearing yeah, no when you go into people's establishments. So, what is the issue? Yeah, I don't believe it either. I'm not going to stop wearing my mask. Um, I, I'm just not because then, even that, like. The flu has been almost non-existent this past winter because masks are effective. And so there are other germs that I now just want to stay away from, period. So, hell, wear the mask. Don't get affected. Don't get a cold. Don't get the flu. Because I am notorious for a summer cold. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is about me. I get a summer cold like nobody's business, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But... I definitely didn't get one last year because I wasn't going anywhere. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to continue to wear my mask. But then you know you have anti-vaxxers yeah. who now say that they want to wear masks because they believe that the vaccine is doing things to our body and it, they're making women infertile and all of these other things. And I'm just like, like who didn't want to wear masks in the beginning now want to wear masks. Because they think that the vaccinated the vaccinated people are infected. Like this country is a clusterfuck. Like we're like, the, just stupid. Like, do you all know how crazy you all sound? Yeah, it's, and and it's, on it's top of that, worse. you all were putting gas in plastic bags. Like, and Tupperware this containers. Week, this whole week has been terrible. It's been it's terrible. Been wild. This past year has been terrible for the United States. Like, we've already established that we're the ghetto in a Gucci belt, but we are really (laughs) showing our ass this week. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'm still going to continue to wear my mask. Um, Any store who, who takes down that mandate or folds to people being bullies, I'm gonna side eye and possibly not patronize. Um, yeah. It's. I just can't believe it, and I really can't believe the CDC said that. 
I can't it's believe just, it either. When just uh, three weeks ago they were saying continue to wear your mask, like I just think they're getting pressure from business and they're doing it. But again, then again, they were late on telling us to wear the mask in the first place. So no, I don't trust you, CDC, just because you got a new director. No, I don't. I really think that they're just succumbing to the overwhelming stupidity of so many people in this country. And it's so sad that we just can't get it together. Like people as a collective here don't understand basic science, don't understand that everything is not an attack on your rights, that, that there's some public service in this, following directions and kind of being kind to one another and not making everything about money and making some things about allowing people to live. Because again, other countries have bounced back from this. And here we are where we are. (laughs) We still have new cases every single day. Meanwhile, there are other countries who that don't and who have gone back to pretty normal lives. And I also believe like what well, the numbers are going down. We're getting people vaccinated. I think they fudging the numbers just like they fudge the numbers in oh, the beginning. Yeah. They just need proof for this to be for people to feel safe to go back outside and do business again. And I'm not going for it. Like anybody who goes out there is probably potentially setting themselves up for failure. Yeah. So I'm just not doing. I just I just don't trust people just telling me numbers like when you're not telling us how you getting the numbers because all of a sudden all the numbers go down. But y'all saying we having surges now. All of a sudden the numbers are going down. I don't believe it. I don't believe yeah. it. And then another thing is I think people have learned to not get tested because like Trump, Trump did say he said the numbers are high because everybody's getting tested. If you don't go get tested, mm-hmm. they have nothing to report on. So guess what? They're going to say data says because that's what data is. Numbers don't they numbers don't lie, but they don't always tell the whole truth. They tell half truths too. But numbers just right. say that hey, look, based on the numbers that we do have, based on the people that are being tested for whatever, that the numbers are decreasing. You know why? Because no one's getting tested. But if everybody got tested, those numbers would be sky high again. Because people have COVID, they're just not telling you. There's somebody barking right now at my job, and we don't know why. You see, and it's just, and again, now that people are vaccinated, it really may not present as badly as it did before to the point where, you know, they don't think that they have COVID. And, you know, we already knew there were asymptomatic people in the beginning. So now you probably have more people who are just asymptomatic and have it. But the, you know, the vaccine has just gotten them to that point where they'd be asymptomatic. And it's just... I just don't get it. I really don't get why we are this way. But I mean, again, we started this with someone who believed it was a hoax. Who, again, said things like, well, if you get tested, of course, we're going to have cases. And people were like, oh, yeah, that's perfect logic. Brilliant. What? Yeah. It's it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, oh. It is. I'm, I'm going to do some research on it because I'm always looking at the numbers. I'm going to come out with some numbers next episode, but uh, I just want to throw it out there for the public just in case, you know, no one was aware. And it, it, it happened a couple of hours ago, so we'll see. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and get your night together because I got to get mine together. But before you go, what is your song of the week? 
So I, oh, I actually know. Like this could be. I if any listener has heard of this, like please let me know. Um, some some days I just really get back into being a Caribbean woman, and so I've been listening to this song from my childhood. This focus song. It's by an artist, Grunter Bachelor. So I'll send you the link so you can listen to it. But okay. yeah, I'm just Apple been playing it. It always de- ooh, is it on Apple? You see, and that's the thing. I don't know if things that are in my Apple Music are like things from way back when, when like I had CDs and I was putting them on my Apple Music, or if it's like legit on Apple Music. Hold on. Is it this one? Roll on, roll on. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll play that for you. <laughs> Let's see how long is this one. Let's see if we'll see what record label he's on. I might be able to get away with it. Let's see. That is one of like my favorite songs from my childhood. Okay, I'll play. I'll play that one. So my song is is by a guy. Let me pull it up first because I don't want to misquote it. I know what it is, but I want to make sure I have it queued up. But I've been playing it like a lot, lot, lot. It is by. Joyner Lucas and it's called I'm Sorry and that kind of oh no have you ever heard that one no okay when you hear it you'll know exactly why I played it it's 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 a good song it's a little emotional but it deals with some things we talked about on the show and my second song is by Joel Ortiz and it's called uh I don't want to mess up the quotes where is it? Because I listen to it all the time. But it, it has a lot. It, it's also about something that we talked in the show. But it's it's not the same topics, two different topics. But I guess it all kind of revolves around the same thing in in the end. Did he just put out a new album? Okay, no, it didn't. Anyway, let me go, let me go to it. Uh, it is Learn You. And I'm going to play those songs. And then I'll do the whole... I don't have a name for this yet, radio, and then we'll kind of go over it. But uh, those are my two songs, and those two songs that kind of, uh, hopefully they strike a chord with people out there. But um, I'm going to let you go and get your night going, because I got to get mine going and get ready for bed and shower and do home stuff. So I'll okay. catch you next time. And as always, thanks, and I appreciate your time, because you don't have to do this, but you do. So I appreciate it. I always appreciate you having me. Um, (laughs) I love and appreciate you, A1. And to everybody out there, you all matter. I promise you do. And it's funny that you say that because, never mind. You'll see see when you hear the song. You'll see when you hear the song. Okay. But uh, definitely those feelings are mutual. Um, But, y'all, yeah, so for all of you guys out there, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you guys are in the world, make sure you tell everybody that you love and appreciate the time and the moments that you get while you're here because they can be taken away from you in a moment's notice. And just try being a better person. You just never know where that can take you. A conversation can change change situations and save lives. But being a good person costs you nothing. So just be mindful of how you treat people, how you speak to people, and what someone else may be going through and that you're not always right. Or things are not always the way you see them. Well put. But yep, that is going to be it.
We will be back for more next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Good night, man. Night. All right, I'll hit you later. Okay, bye-bye. Yep. All right, everyone. We are getting ready to go into the end of the show and going to play some of the uh, songs of the week. And this is I Don't Have a Name for This Yet Radio. And once again, we're playing what you're saying. And the first song we'll play for you guys is a song called I'm Sorry by Jonah Lucas. You may be familiar with him, maybe once you hear his voice. But check this song out. It means a lot to me for for personal reasons. Not necessarily that it applies to me, but just listen to the words of the song. If it'll play. Oh, come on now. I'm not strong because I'm not like you. Go ahead and call me crazy because I live in a maze. Tell me, how about you? I think I live in my head. Sometimes I think that I'm dead. I have behind my youth. No, I've been losing my mind and I'm a little behind. Step aside my shoes because I've never been happy with myself. And I don't need no one feeling bad for me. Trying to offer me pity and throw jabs at me. Want to give me advice and then laugh at me. Behind I'm closed sorry. Doors, just close by Jonah Lucas. Me myself. Just me and myself. I'm tired of living, I cry, here it's easy to die, I wanna see for myself. And I know that sounds crazy to everyone else, but I'm depressed as fuck, stressed as fuck. Ain't no medicine that can cure us, intense drugs I need. I need extra love, and that ain't even enough. So that ain't even enough, but what the fuck is God? First heard this song, it just made me cry for Maybe like I ain't a long, long time. But today we gonna time. see if he's real, and if he is, then I guess I'm probably going to hell. Look, I ain't wanna die like this, I ain't picturing my life like this. They don't know what it's like like this Pretending I'm happy so I can smile like this And laugh Again, like you, you never Sometimes know I wonder if I ever act guys. like you Could I finally fit in and maybe relax like ooh Or would you feel lost without me Cause honestly I think the world is better off without me And my mind's spinning This is the line finish Truth is I don't care how they feel about my feelings I made up my mind I'm going out like Robin Williams I guess I'm not the ordinary people of John Legend And I've been suicidal since the day I was nine Shit Okay, today I was nine. I've been tired of being bullied, couldn't stay out the fire. Grandma told me I should take it one day at a time. And damn it, look at me now. Fuck. Fuck. If you know somebody's going through some stuff out there, just check on them, guys. It may mean a lot to them. Not even may, it probably will. Just know it's a new day. But if you're reading this, then it's probably too late. Just make sure you tell my family it's okay. I'm sorry, but it's too late. I'm sorry, so much pain on me. I don't wanna live to see another day. I'm sorry, but I can't stay. I'm sorry, so much pain on me. Just make sure you tell my family it's okay. I'm sorry, but it's too late. I'm sorry, so much pain on me. I don't wanna. This is I don't have a name for this yet. Radio. Playing what you're saying. This is the songs of the week. I do not own the rights to any of this music, so please don't take me down. So join if you hear this. Don't take me down. Or if you if you manage join, or if you're affiliated with them, or any other artist I'm gonna play, don't take me down. Just reach out to me, and I would like to do something with. You.
I hope you got what you wanted. I hope you finally happy. It's too late for you. Been going out of my mind. You don't know how many times that I done prayed for you. I hope you hear me, goddamn it, because I got so much shit that I want to say to you. I used to shine, now I'm all in the dark. I remember I used to tell you to follow your heart, but goddamn it, look at you now. It's all in your fault. I could you. Maybe it's my fault. I should have paid more attention to what you've been doing. Maybe I should have been more of an influence. I can't believe that you're dead. I I read your letter and all I could do is have mixed feelings about it. But I'll forever be attached to you. Damn. Part of me feels bad for you. A part of me feel like you weak and I'm mad at you. And now I'm going to be a sensitive. But I don't understand how we could have this shit. You took the easy way out. God damn what you did. I mean, look what you did. I'm so fucking upset. How could you be so selfish? Nigga. How could you be so selfish? Now you're gone, you done left me so helpless. I wonder what God thinks. I hope you in God's place behaving yourself. Yo, what the fuck you gotta say for yourself? Look, I really feel lost without you. I hate the fact you think the world is better off without you. I'm on my spinning. This is the line finish. Truth is, I don't care how you feel about my feelings. And I'd be lying to you if I told you I'm fine. Listen, I know shit. that you can hear me. All I need is like five minutes. I just want to reach inside the casket and pull you out. I'm sorry, this is something that we both could figure out. I wish I could hear you now. You from both so perspectives, I wonder if you could do it again. Would you do it different? Tell me what death is like. Was it meant for you, Brody? Did the heaven support it? Are you fucking happy now? Did you get what you wanted? Isn't this what you wanted? I feel the temperature falling and you've been suicidal back then, you were not. Yeah, even back then you was not. We was living on the edge, couldn't stay out of the fire. Grandma told us we should take it one day at a time. And damn it, look at you now. But it's a new day. And if you can't hear me, then it's probably too late. Fuck! So in this song, he's rapping from the perspective of someone writing a letter and going through these things. Then the second verse is someone who's on the receiving end of the news or the letter or the people that are affected around it. But it just, it just makes you think. That's why I always tell people, be kind to people. You just never know what they're going through. If you are someone who cares and loves about me, loves me, I'm okay. I know some of the songs have been a little, you know, but I'm okay. So, you know, I don't want to scare anybody, but, uh, you know, yeah. All right. We are going to go into the next song that's a little bit more upbeat, and this is from Jim Walters. Let me pull it up really quick. And that song is Bachelor. And once again, guys, oops, I'm going to play that. Uh, I'm going to have to edit that part out, maybe. But the next song I'm going to play is uh, Bachelor by Scrunter. And this is Jim Walters' song. This is the song that she... uh. Light growing up a lot as roll a kid. On, on. It's a little bit more upbeat. I think yeah. she said it's Soka. But this is her jam. Yeah. And this is, I don't have a name for this yet, radio. This is Man. DJ A1. <laughs> and I'm playing with just saying. Or not. He got somebody on my Like what made her like this song? Not saying it's bad, but 
yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad song or anything, and I got cut off if you guys can't tell. But this is why I need that PPP loan. <laughs> but uh, I was wondering, like, what was going on in her life that, you know, that this song was playing. Or, you know, I'm going to ask her next time she gets on the show, guys. Like, was she dancing? Did she see her family? You know, just, I know there's a story behind this song. It, it has to be. It just has to be. Like, most of the songs that I've played, there's always a story behind it. Most of the songs we all love has a story behind it. I want to be somebody's coconut water in the morning. Yeah, I don't own the rights to any of the music that's being played. Shout out to Scrunter. And once again, this is Scrunter the Bachelor. That's the name of the song. A bachelor. Oh, he's spitting that game. Got to dance with her by now. Let me get the next song queued up before I get my cord get too hot again. Write in and let me know what you think about the songs, guys. And what you think about the uh, the song of the week section. I, I wish that I could play the songs live with her on here so we can kind of listen together. But since I don't know what's going on with my audio interface, I cannot. Where is it? down guys Oops, that's not where I want to be and that is Bachelor by Scrunter and the next song I'm gonna play is from a about from, by a guy named Joel Ortiz he is a great rapper to me he's from New York he's from Brooklyn uh but he has a song that just kind of made me think and it's kind of near and dear to me too. Like I kind of, I don't know, but when you hear you, 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 you'll find out later on why, but it just make you think. So let me get that one queued up. And this is called Learn You featuring Big Crit by Joel Ortiz. Hopefully I don't get, uh, hopefully it don't get too hot and cut me off. This, I don't have a name for this yet, Radio, and we're playing Learn You by Big Crit and Joel Ortiz. And I'm your DJ, DJ A1. And I don't own the rights to 
advice to any of this music. I just enjoy just the fans, just like you guys. Listen to the words, guys. Listen to the words. Let me learn, let me learn you now. Had to chase this dream. I was on my grind. Working on my craft. Took up all my time. I gotta beware. I'm near to drop of a dime. But the I know that somebody listening to that has felt like this. On my mind. That's going through it right my now. My two low boys. Two pieces of me. My two looks in the mirror. My two reasons to be. Sorry I didn't go, them places I needed to be. Trips that I missed with your school. Games I ain't root for your team. Feels like yesterday, I would wake up to your screams. Y'all was crying for bottles. When did y'all turn into teens? Trying to grow mustaches. Peach fuzz look clean. Your voices got deeper. Make sure you say what you mean. Happy y'all don't say y'all hate me. For all the time I was away. What good was the toys? If I never stayed there to play I'm So I don't have a name for this yet, Radio If you're just now tuning in This is Learn You by Joel Ortiz and Big Crit I wanted to say I know that I missed out artists out there and you're listening you would like to have your song played on the show reach out to some of the handles that's listed in the show description and uh, have a conversation about it I would stay at y'all pictures on a bus after shows it was rough on the road must have been tough at home even on the west I'm moving but that bus driver know find me that western union i'd send your mother some dough i'd try to find time whenever i was alone to try to get y'all on the phone just to see what's going on y'all ain't little boys no more make sure you guys are still wearing you your grown. mask out there i don't care what the cdc says wear your mask I know that I missed out on you. things are seeming to get better but just continue to wear your mask to this two out of the woods. Trade that I tried to barter. So your daddy would pop up, but I ain't show up as your father. Praying y'all let me change that. I have so much to offer. Life will come at you at God's speed. Please use my ears as the altar. I'm asking you both for forgiveness. Can we start over today? Y'all don't have to answer that now. I just wanted to say. I know that I'm Mr. Long. I know. I know. Sorry that I'm never I'm sorry, y'all. I try to get everything you want. I love y'all, man. I hope you know I really care. Let's do it from here. Start now. This is Joel Ortiz and Big Crit. Learn you now. This is off Joel Ortiz's album Monday. It's a good album all around. If you like bars, you like raps, you like lyricism, you like great storytelling, it's a great album to check out. As, as I always say, guys, peace, love, and happiness to you all. Make sure you be kind to each other. Like, share, and subscribe. I would highly appreciate that.
But just remember to be kind to people. Take care of yourselves and respect yourselves and respect those who are around you. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever you are in the world. Peace. Then don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and help keep us alive. Thank you.